0: The Natural Way with Sandy. Dr. Sandy Rogers bringing you Folk Medicine Revival. The Natural Way, the past guides us to well-being. Folks and welcome to the Natural Way with Sandy. This is our podcast in relation to herbal medicine. We've got several parts to this particular subject because of the interest that has been activated through feedback via the email. You might hear in the background I'm recording just near uh, at my studio and I've got the windows open because it's quite hot and we can't have the air conditioner on because it makes a funny noise however you may hear birds tweeting in the background because it's time for their mums to be telling all the birds to go to bed And, of course, we have the protests from the junior birds. So you might hear birds chirping in the background. That is just uh, mum putting them to bed. They're protesting. And as you know, it'll only last for a short period of time. But it's quite nice hearing the birds anyway. So that's an explanation if you hear any little tweets in the background. So herbal medicine and its complexity continues. This particular segment is about a Vedic system the Ayurvedic medicine, which is the most wonderful system and the philosophical paradigm upon which Ayurveda is based and Indian um, medicine actually has its history going back 3,000 years and the philosophy that the practitioners work by is consistent. However, it is all based on balance and we in the Western world and modern day herbalists could certainly learn a lot from Ayurveda The reason for that is that the base of uh, the, the basics within that concept is the practitioner is always looking at activating balance and harmony, which is a truly holistic field of medicine. And that balance is focusing in on mind, body and spirit. It really incorporates the person the whole person and the treatment plans that are designed by the practitioners are actually set around the holistic paradigm and that is always around the entire person sure there's consideration for what the person may be presenting with from a western interpretation but from an ayurvedic presentation there is an imbalance in the life force of the person and therefore the focus is to be activating the balance within the life force. Now life force can also be explained in the western world as constitution and we need to be looking at the constitution of our clients as in Ayurveda becomes highly specialized by doing that but we also should be making a consideration for that as Western herbalists. In Ayurvedic medicine, the aspects of looking at cleansing the body of impurities. There's a whole lot of uh, undigested food particles. The assimilation and subsequent elimination factors of the body, what you're eating, breaking down and then eliminating to get rid of the debris, can cause so much and so many problems Therefore, the Ayurvedic practitioner looks at cleansing the body. And through that cleansing, and realistically, when we're looking at cleansing, there is an entire focus on the assimilation, the elimination, getting the balance within the digestive system, purifying the system inclusive of the blood and this cleansing and the the balancing there the digestive process has the most wonderful name i was introduced to this word many 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 years ago when i was introduced to ayurvedic medicine i fell in love with it then and um, the term that i was introduced to was panchakarma, and that really is um don't you think that's just a, a beautiful poetic name but that is called uh, the the name for cleansing the body. Looking at where do we need to cleanse, what do we need to cleanse from an Ayurvedic practitioner's perspective. Unfortunately, I'm not an Ayurvedic practitioner. I wished I did have my time over again because I would have studied um, uh, um, studied Ayurvedic medicine a- and to complement my medical herbal studies uh, that I'd uh, had conducted with Dennis Stewart. But I love the purification process and the process that Ayurveda looks at is the old-fashioned naturopath used to do a similar thing. The old-fashioned naturopath would never ever have a client leave the practice in the 60s, 70s and 80s without actually having a massage and the practitioner may have a masseur working with them or the naturopath would look at a supplying massage to be able to assist the circulation and the detoxification process in combination with what herbs to select And also that there may be laxatives that are prescribed or even enemas. And enemas were very popular in the 70s, 80s and early 90s. But some of those have actually fallen um, off 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 the perch, if you will. So the purification process gives this sort of fundamental thought about the way that Ayurvedic practitioners are going to look at you, the consumer, when you go to see them. It's certainly something of great benefit. I would argue that if you can find a western herbalist and that western herbalist who would be dealing as a medical herbalist it's really important to get the training right that you understand there's a difference between all the different sort of herbal trainings but a medical herbalist is trained to the very highest level with a mindset of being able to understand the complexity of pathophysiology being disease and illness processes but also how to blend herbs and put them together in that very artistic way which basically throughout our herbal medicine podcast we've talked about but what i would like to do now is i would like to hand over to a little audio segment about nine and a half minutes and it is um, presented by Anne vlas now Anne is a wonderful practitioner she's been in practice now for about 20 years and she's incorporated ayurveda as well as western herbs And she is uh, the naturopath of the oldest style. She understands the use of working with food as medicine, working with the whole health of her clients. And she does the most remarkable job in clinical practice. So I'm going to hand over to Anne now and she will introduce herself and give you some of her thoughts about Ayurvedic herbal medicine and how powerful it is really within our community. So Over to Anne.
1: Hello, everybody. Dr. Sandy Rogers has asked me to provide a brief comment today on her podcast for this week. Do we still need herbalists in herbal medicine? So I'll spend um, some time just to answer this question for you all. Now, firstly, thank you to Dr. Sandy Rogers for giving me this opportunity to have a chat with the viewers here today. But before I begin, I think I should introduce myself. My name is Anne Vlas and I'm a natural medicine practitioner in Australia and I've been in clinical practice for the last 20 years now and my clinic is Helping Nature Heal. I have a science and research background as well. Now over the last 15 years I've extended my training into the realms of Ayurveda. This is the Indian system of medicine known as the science of life and Ayurveda has dated back many thousands of years. Now, I recently collaborated with an Ayurvedic doctor from India to provide further training for health professionals. And the reason is because Ayurveda provides a solid and precise understanding for herbal prescribing. And this is why I'm bringing this up as an example here today. So Ayurveda explains very well the intricacies of the art of herbal medicine prescribing and matching the correct remedy for the right person. So not only will this give maximum effectiveness, but also minimize any negative effects or what we call aggravations. So this involves understanding the full intelligence of the plant, not just the isolated chemicals in the plant. We view this principle as the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. And traditional Ayurvedic texts warn us against the use of substances, such as herbs, that are not adequately understood. So even thousands of years ago, the ancient Sanskrit text told us, don't go self-prescribing. Now this is where Ayurveda first seeks to diagnose the patient's conditions before treating them with internal preparations. So we must, as herbalists, first observe the qualities that are needed in the patient and choose the qualities in the herbs to match this. So the ancient text really taught us how to respect that A herb can be very effective, but it also can be a problem if it's used inappropriately. And the famous quote by the Roman philosopher Lucretius says, What is food to one is to others bitter poison. And that's very much what is also said in the ancient texts. So I'm going to provide some examples here. So a herbalist, that is very good at their craft and knows their herbal medicine well, will look at a herb that is heavy in properties. And we're not talking about heavy in weight. We're talking about the quality of the herb. They will know that a heavy herb is not suitable for somebody that has a weak digestion, that does not have good digestive strength, in other words. Now, if a person self-prescribes a herb that is heavy in qualities, and I'll give you an example of a well-known herb, withania, or Ashwagandhi, as we call it. So if somebody takes this herb and it's inappropriate for them as an individual, well, that person will end up having problems digesting the herb. And then that person ends up with a worsening of their condition. And then they end up with something called ama, or we translate that to a toxic substance that builds up in the body. So it's very important that we be respectful of the way we use our herbal medicines. Now, we also know that a lot of people self-prescribe herbal medicines these days for whatever reason. Now, this can be very problematic, and I'll give you another example here. If somebody is taking a drying herb for long periods of time and using it in excess, this can cause what we call a drying imbalance, and Ayurveda would term this as a vata disease. So some symptoms that could manifest as an example are constipation, even mood symptoms such such as lack of enthusiasm or hair, um, sorry depression or or hair and dry skin can be more physical symptoms. Um, A herb that I can think of here is the famous three fruits in Ayurveda called triphala. Now each of these fruits have their own actions but when combined together they create its own drying qualities and it can be very very useful herbal combination for the right person and for the right condition however for the wrong person and for extended periods of time this herb can cause problems and people use this combination of herbs around the world to treat constipation and it can do very well for this however For the wrong type of person who is drying in nature and is of an age where they become more dry, it's going to cause worsening of their symptoms. You see, Ayurveda is very intelligent and it even looks at the age of the person and whether the herb or the herb combination is appropriate. And this is where a very good herbalist would know how to balance particular herb or combination with other remedies. Another example would be turmeric. Turmeric is so very popular these days but it can cause issues for the wrong type of person because it's heating and drying in nature. So a hot natured person can end up having some worsening of their symptoms. And then we can look at herbal teas. This is a very, very popular thing to do these days. Many people like to drink their ginger tea or cinnamon tea every day. But this is just not appropriate for a person who is hot in nature and especially drinking a herbal tea in hot water. So we have to be very respectful of how and when we use our medicines. Now Ayurveda medicines and herbal medicines in any other um, system of holistic medicine, would look at using the herbs in different formats. So this is including powders, pastes, tablets, um, medicinal geese, um, decoctions, ethanol extracts, etc. The format of the way the herb is used is linked to the preparation's efficacy So if the format is changed, then the desired effect may be lost and the potential side effects can be created. So sometimes herbal preparations, such as Ayurvedic ones in particular, are administered alongside carriers such as a bit of salt or honey or ghee or milk. And that's to alter the actions and that is to help the condition to have its effects in a better way. So these Ayurvedic preparations that are ministered alongside these carriers can be used together and be used with the good understanding of the right kind of herbalist to minimize any aggravations as well. So the timing of the preparation is also needed to be understood here. So as you can see, there's a lot that can be said or needs to be understood in regards to herbal medicine prescribing so in summary i'd like to say that while herbal medicines are becoming increasingly popular which is a very positive development care must be taken against its mismanagement especially given the vast array of concerning products currently on the market and available even over the internet so it's really worth investing in a good herbalist and taking the time to have a good herbalist match the correct herbal remedy that suits you as an individual at your present time in life. So I hope that's some food for thought for you all and that you do take the time to appreciate and respect the wonders of herbal medicine. Thank you very much. Take care.
0: I'd like to thank Anne for that wonderful information. You can hear the passion in her voice when she talks about herbal medicine, specifically Ayurvedic medicine. But Anne's love for herbs um, is extraordinary. Her love for what she does is exceptional. And she is, as I said, an exceptional practitioner. One that I'm very proud to say is a colleague of mine. Anne Vlas also has worked tirelessly for the benefit and better good of natural medicine across the country and her dedication really should be applauded i for one hold anne in the very highest regard so thank you so much anne for that information. So folks, this is the end of our little snippet here about Ayurvedic medicine. And as I said, it was in response. We've got a couple of uh, programs that we're looking at herbal medicine because we were asked to. So please keep sending in your information. Also, if you would like any little short courses run, please let me know because the Folk Medicine Revival Academy of which I have started is going to be putting together short courses short affordable courses for the community to be able to come online and learn more about natural medicine and folk medicine revival how to use food as medicine how to use herbal medicine how to use really basic down-to-earth things to be able to assist you with your well-being recovery so send me an email to Sandy, S-A-N-D-I at SandyRogers R-O-G-E-R-S dot com dot A-U shoot me off an email let me know What we can do to be of assistance. Remember, these are free. We're putting them out there because I'm passionate about what I do, folks. And really, we need to get more practitioners out there in the marketplace who are able to utilize the concepts that are associated with the concept of folk medicine revival and really working with our medical practitioners supporting you the consumer in the marketplace so folks you know what i'm going to say next don't you find happiness in every moment and until next time please take care and keep in touch bye for now the natural way with sandy dr sandy rogers bringing you folk medicine revival the natural way The past guides us to well-being.